Here's my ask for this week. You can eat uh, this scripture or sit with the Lord on it. First John 4.18. Anybody know it off the top of your head? Perfect love. Cast out all fear. All right. Father, thank you for the good word of God. And thank you that we really are becoming a family again. We really are. And I thank you that love is the way. And to embrace the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom that you preach, that you brought in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, to embrace the kingdom as our reality is to embrace the way of love. And so we just thank you that we're learning to love each other well and that we are not afraid. We are not people of fear anymore. We are not afraid because perfect love has cast out fear. And so we just thank you, Lord, for the word that's being knit and sewn into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're embracing the kingdom as our reality you've been with us for a while or acknowledge the kingdom receive the kingdom invest in the kingdom all of yourself and then embrace the kingdom as your reality so let's go to first john chapter 4 again verse 16 first john chapter 4 verse 16 oh and i uh thank you guys so much so many of you have reached out and i mean facebook or text or uh, phone calls. So thank you for all your love and support. Like I said, I'm very glad. My family is glad to be here today. Be among those who love us well. Mm-hmm. And uh, now my mom's part of the great cloud of witnesses <laughs> cheering us on. Amen. Amen. I believe that. I really do. First John four sixteen. we have known that word is gnosko. So we have personal firsthand experiential knowledge of the love of God. Now this is this is important. We have known and believed the love God has for us. How many of you know there was a difference when, you know, your mom or your your grandpa or somebody told you that God loved you and you're like, amen, yeah, thank you, I received that, versus hearing God tell you himself, I love you. That is, that's gnosko, that you have a personal, firsthand experiential knowledge and revelation that God loves you. And while we are charged with exhorting one another that God loves us, uh, man, it's so much more powerful when they hear it from him. Um, a rhema word. I always equate rhema with relational. That's how I remember it's relational, the voice of the Lord speaking to us. So we've known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. He who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And why are we talking about love when we're supposed to be talking about embracing the reality of the kingdom? Because he keeps telling me if you're going to embrace the kingdom as your reality, you're going to embrace love. And loving one another. How do we know we pass from death to life? It doesn't say because we read the Bible, memorized the scripture, we did this, we did that, we took communion, we worshiped, we sang. It says uh, we know that we pass from death to life uh, because we love the brethren. We do something. We love. We love. But we can't love effectively if we have fear. And so that's why we're in First John 4, because perfect love is casting out fear. And Jesus taught and modeled life without fear. Doesn't mean he wasn't tempted to be afraid, but he never gave place to it. We can do the same. Verse 17, love's been perfected. It's mature among us in this, that we can have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. How is he? Unafraid. He's so unafraid He'll walk right up to Golgotha and give his own life for the salvation of the world. So unafraid. 
no ego to protect. Remember, ego is edging God out. So I'm not in self-protection mode. I'm not defending the fortress here. I'm not worried about my personal feelings and what am I going to get out of this? All that's gone. My, Colossians 3 verse 3, I've, I have died and my life is now hidden with Christ in God. So my life is now in the Spirit and it's, it's given. And when you're unafraid, your life will be given. Jesus was broken bread and poured out wine for all of humanity, even those that spit on Him. Even those who ripped the, his, his beard off his face. How is he doing this? He's unafraid. He is perfect love, mature love walking around. Mature love is unafraid. As he is, so are we in this world. And I'm telling you, our culture is rife with fear. If love is of God, fear is of the world. And they're diametrically opposed. So who are we in this world? Well, Jesus said we were light, uh, we're salt, we're love, we're unafraid. That's who we are. Isn't that great? Instead of uh, Christians trying to defend the fort and hold down our fortress, and we got rights by God, and my guy better get elected, and by God, this better happen. No, we're unafraid. We're not afraid. Because perfect love has cast out all fear. There it is. Verse 18. There's no fear in agape love. And what is agape? This is the noun. Agapeo is the verb. But God is love. You see that in verse 16? God himself is agape. Not that he's got some and he gives you some. He is love. And that word is benevolence. Look it up in your Strong's or your Bible Hub app when you eat the Scripture Agape, the noun, is benevolence. It is goodwill towards another. It is kindness. Man, you know, that's something that's kept me going since my mom passed. Because in reading her journal, you know, I I have seen struggles that she had, things that I, I don't know, I wasn't all that aware of. Maybe I wasn't listening good enough or whatever. But, you know, I... I, um, in the midst of that, there's no, I just hear in my spirit, let's don't have regrets. Because agape is nothing but goodwill. I guarantee you, my mom has nothing but goodwill towards me or anybody. <laughs> uh, my other brothers, uh, did we always do it right? Was I a perfect son? No, of course not. But uh, I just am reminded of that. That agape is goodwill, and she's in the midst of nothing but goodwill, you know, and will's good. It is to will goodness for another. It's to will good things and kindness. That's what agape is. So there's no fear in that. But perfect love, mature love, casts out all fear. It's like oil and water. They, they can't be together. And I'm so, I'm so seeing this and, and learning to walk in the reality of it. Right? Embrace the reality of the kingdom. That's number four. So I'm embracing the reality that I cannot say I'm full of the love of God and be afraid. I am unafraid. Because fear involves torment. How many of you know that's true? Fear is tormenting. And our world is full of fear. And everything seems like, you know, on TV and media and all that pipes fear to everybody. But we're not those people. We overcome fear. 
by the perfect love of our Father. And that's why we can lay down our lives for other people. We'll give away, we gave away 578 dinners, maybe more than that, you know, because sometimes you lose track, but 578 free dinners. Why? We're not afraid. You did it for free? Yep, for free. When we do 4th of July, we'll do 800 bratwursts and hot dogs and bounce houses and bat three-point contests with prizes. <laughs> Why? We're not afraid. We're not trying to protect anything. Our father owns cattle on a thousand hills. Our leading is he's asked us to do it. That when you engage the city, engage the city with hands full. Because I'm good and I'm benevolent and I'm kind And I will goodness for people. Don't run to the city asking for handouts. We're the church of the living God. We run to the city with arms full. Ready to deliver the goods. Or invite them to our place. (laughs) Because when we first moved in, we traded buildings here in 2012. And we were informed, hey, you better close your parking lot. Because the whole community is going to come out to watch fireworks on the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, they're going to tear up the place or park where you don't want them to park. And I said, hold on a second. You're telling me (laughs) that on July 4th weekend, the whole community is going to come out here and park in our parking lot? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. I said, let's feed them. (laughs) Let's bless them. Let's let's put the love of God on display. Why? Because we're not afraid. We're not afraid they'll mess park where they shouldn't park. We're not afraid they'll... I mean, some of them drive up on that hill over there. What about the grass? Well, there is no grass. It's sandstone or something like that. <laughs> People who are unafraid are generous. They're kind. We, we can even forgive debts. Because that person's not your source. Now, I encourage you, ask the Lord, right? Ask the Lord. Do you want me to release this debt? Because I trust you. Amen. So where did I leave off there? Fear is tormenting. But he who fears, he who's afraid, hasn't matured in agape. I love this because I want to be so consumed with goodwill, I have no room for ill will. Fear cannot conquer a heart that's already conquered by love. So instead of, and I ended last week with this, instead of fighting fear, like I will not fear, I will not do it, I will not give in to anxiety anymore, I'll not be afraid anymore. Don't fight that. Put on love. Be so full of the love of God in your heart, so enamored and infatuated with how much He loves you, there's, the fear can't even get in there. Because it's like oil and water. When you've got all that love of God rolling around in your heart and mind, fear can't get in there. We're unafraid. Does that make sense to you? Verse 19, we love because He first loved us. What do we do? We love. What do we do? We love. They'll know we're His disciples because we love. They know we pass from death to life because we love. And first and foremost, his definitely His connotation is we love each other well. Amen. That's why I really encourage you. Let your walls come down. Take down your pretenses. We all know you need Jesus. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. You come in here and think, I got it all together. No, you don't. <laughs> why not be real? I mean, why not be honest so we can help each other 
on the, on the journey. Don't hide from each other. What's the first fruit of sin? If you go back to Genesis, what was the first evidence? What happened? Fear. They hid. They were afraid. The first fruit of, of sin is fear. So let's don't let sin or fear run interference on our relationships together. Amen? I love Isaiah thirty-two seventeen. It says that the fruit of righteousness is peace, rest, and confidence. So agape love and right standing with God through Jesus Christ has its own fruit. But it's not fear and separation and hiding. If it's found out about you, what's been found out about the rest of us, and that is that we need Jesus most de- desperately, then welcome. <laughs> you belong. Uh, okay, verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. He doesn't really love God. <laughs> I did, I'm glad I didn't write it. John wrote it. He who doesn't love his own brother in Christ whom he's looking at. How can he say, yeah, I love God and you've never seen him except by the Spirit. Verse 21, this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. Wow. You know, love is desiring and willing and doing good for another. That's what love is. It's, it's, you will it, you desire it from your heart, and then you actually do things for another out of this heart of goodwill and benevolence, even if it costs you something. You mean even if it costs me something? What about protecting myself? What about guarding my stuff? You're, you're unafraid. Love has come. Love has come. I really think there's a spirit to Christmas. I really do. Yeah, his name is Jesus. But it really is God's love and goodwill towards humanity on display. We're reminded of it. Uh, What if people really knew God as agape? What if they really knew him experientially, firsthand knowledge, gnosko, that he wills goodness for them? I bet they'd worship different. Think about that. That's a, that's a profound statement. How would we worship if we knew we weren't condemned? Right, Ben? We talked about this yesterday. How would we worship? How would we love? How would we de- be different if we really knew him as agape love? That he had benevolence and goodness in his heart towards us. And do we not see that in Jesus? If God is Christ-like... And he is, because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Then I look at Jesus and I realize he not only meant well, he means me well. And he means you well. And that if you're caught in adultery and all the religious sect from town is about to obliterate you and send you on, he'll stand there in your defense and say something extremely profound. Like, well, let he who's never done anything stupid cast the first stone and then from the oldest to the youngest they dropped their rocks and went home yeah so remember that if we really know him as agape we'll be more willing to share him we'll really be more willing to love we'll worship better and more fully from our heart um Jesus was unafraid when he defended the woman caught in adultery. I mentioned that. He was unafraid when he challenged the Pharisees. 
Jesus was unafraid when he went to the cross at Golgotha. Let's look at Colossians 3. Look at this, verse 12. This, I love this whole chapter. Read Colossians 3, 1 through 17. It is a kingdom blueprint. Bless you. And if you don't do anything else in Scripture, do 1 through 17. If you're walking in that, you are well on your way. Yeah, for sure. Verse 12, therefore, is the elect of God, holy and beloved. Look at this. People who are unafraid. What do we do? We put on tender mercy. We put on kindness and humility. Uh, we're meek, long-suffering. We're patient with people. Why? Because we're full of love and we're not afraid of being trampled upon. Bear with one another. Forgive each other. If anyone has a complaint... Even as Christ forgave you, you must forgive. Fear will keep you from forgiving. But when perfect love comes and matures in your heart, then you'll release the debt. That's all forgiveness is. Release the debt. Some of you practice for saleness way more than forgiveness. <laughs> Did you get it? It's not for sale. It's to be given. And I said this last week, but it's it's so awesome. When somebody wrongs you, remember, it's not about you. It's really about you now having the opportunity to share with them what God has shared with you. God has forgiven you of all kinds and manner of mistakes. Verse 14, but above all these things, people who are unafraid and Jesus is Lord of their heart, well, they put on love, agape, which is the bond of perfection or unity maturity let the peace of god rule in your hearts let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body wow and be thankful i want to go to a church like this let amen who said that <laughs> thank you mary we do go to a church like this we haven't perfected it yet amen but this is who we are you're called in one body The peace of God rules our hearts. We're thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching. Look at this, admonishing each other. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Wow. Sounds like heaven on earth, doesn't it? And whatever you do in word or deed, that's everything. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The word name is on His behalf and in His stead from His resources, everything you do. Let's go to Romans 12. This is powerful. Guys, this is another kingdom blueprint right here. If you're embracing the kingdom of God, you're embracing this as your as your attitude and your MO. This is Romans 12, 9, Passion Translation. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love each other. Never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. We, we covered that already. You don't have to fake. We already know you need Jesus. <laughs> He's saying, don't fake it. Let your love be sincere for each other. I love that. The Holy Spirit anoints sincerity. Hmm. Good example of that is even this morning when we're singing, Good, Good Father. And then we move just kind of freely from our hearts. We started singing, we're loved by you. We're kept by you. We're held by you. We're healed by you. Holy Spirit manifests. Remember, God is metaphysically present all over the earth, but manifestly, He inhabits the praise, heartfelt praise of His people. 
where two or more are in his name, right? He is there. That's what happens. That's why we love worship. It says, uh, never uh, play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil. Embrace everything that's good and virtuous. Embrace how much? Everything that's good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. If you're devoted to it, you're gonna, pra- you gotta practice it. Find some scriptures on loving each other well. Find some creative ideas. You know, Google, how can I demonstrate love to my neighbor? I mean, be careful on Google, but you'll probably find some good stuff there. <laughs> But devote yourself to it. That's what he's saying. Not haphazardly. What do we do as Christ followers? We love. We do something. We love. We have genuine goodwill towards our neighbors. We hope the very best for them. Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. Or that's verse 7. And then verse 8. Love never fails. We are those people. Try to outdo. Oh, I didn't even finish. Tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor. My goodness. The Bible is amazing, isn't it? Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keeping your passion towards Him boiling hot. Be devoted to these things. Don't be haphazard. How do they know we're Christians? How do they know we pass from death, death to life? Because we read the Bible? No, because we love and we devote ourselves to the things that Scripture teaches. We're not just hearers of the Word. We do the, we do the things. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. Let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing continual joy. I love it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't give up in a time of trouble. Commune with God at all times. That's abiding. All day, every day, you're living out the reality of your connection with Christ. Communing with God at all times. Include Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Let this hope burst forth within you. Oh, I already said that. Verse 13. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. Eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. See how the world says, oh my gosh, Ron, don't invite anybody over. Are you crazy? No, I'm unafraid. And I'm biblical. Now, you do need to discern and do whatever Jesus tells you to do. Don't make a law out of it and go down to the prison and invite all the inmates over, okay? <laughs> do whatever Jesus tells you to do. But in principle, invite people to your home, especially those of the household of faith, right? That's what he's talking about here. Speak blessing, not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate. Weep with those who are grieving. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony. This, I want to, I want to go to a church like this. <laughs> there you go. You do. And be as mindful of each other's worth as you are of your own. Woo. Yeah. My mom had that one down. She did. Be as mindful of each other's worth as you are 
of your own. Because in her prayer journal, I mean, just page after page, I had this word, encouragement for so-and-so, and I had this other word for so-and-so. What a legacy. I always tell people, she prayed me into manifestation. You want to hear a funny story? I think I was about 16, maybe 15 years old. I got invited by a friend who could drive. I couldn't drive yet. He invited me to the mall, and I was a big ACDC fan. This is 1985, 86, something like that. So I bought the cassette, Highway to Hell. <laughs> this is why my friends were afraid of my mom. They, they literally were. Am I right? They're, they were afraid because her, she, she might call them out on their sin. <laughs> Lovingly. Anyway, I walk in the door with this friend. She knew I went to the mall. That's all she knew. I walk in the door. She said, where's the tape you bought today? Yeah, believe me, I grew up knowing God is real. Because he is, he's telling, <laughs> and my, my brother David, I don't know if it'll get told Thursday at the funeral, but oh my gosh, they were out partying in the pasture one night. My mom just knew all about it. They, they're all shocked, you know, when they come in that she, Lord was telling her stuff, Sylvia. So no lie, I walk in the door. She says, where's the tape you bought today? And I, I was quick on the draw and I thought, let me put my change up and I'll come back and show it to you. So I went to my room and I grabbed this other cassette by uh, April Wine, which was a rock band, but it wasn't Highway to Hell, I'll tell you that. So I, uh, I walked back in there. You think this is funny, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So I handed her April Wine cassette. She looks at it, turns it over. Do you remember Sound Warehouse? They put the sticker on the back of the purchase date. She flipped it over and said, December 28th. Now, where's the tape you bought today? <laughs> oh, mom. <laughs> yeah. Christ in you. The Holy Ghost speaking to her. But yeah, my friends, they were afraid of my mom. <laughs> um, all right, where did I leave off there? Sixteen. Oh, yeah, be mindful of each other's worth as you are of your own. She definitely had that down. She Just lots of encouragement, prophetic words for people, and praying for people. Uh, the last entry in her journal from a few years ago that I was looking at is her prayers for her children and her grandchildren. That was the last one that I saw. Amazing. Don't live with a lofty mindset, thinking you're too important to serve others. Well, this is powerful. This is just right out of Scripture, guys. But this is the church he's building, and this is the church that will survive. I don't know what all is going to happen with America, but I'm not afraid because our job description and our blueprint doesn't change. We know what we're called to do. Amen? We, we are not in the dark. We know what we're called to do. The world's going to world. Politicians are going to politic and do whatever they're doing. We can pray for them, as Romans 13 says. But, man, this is the church moving forward. This is the body of Christ and how it's going to look in years to come. 
we're not too important to serve others. Be willing to do small tasks, menial tasks, and identify with those who are humble. Don't be smug or even think for a moment you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even with somebody else. Man, isn't that something? The only reason we try to get even is maybe we have malice, anger, or fear. We're afraid. You've got to pay them back. And we're not, not trusting the Lord there. Plan your life around the noblest way to benefit other people. Love that. Thanksgiving outreach. Make plans that benefits other people. <laughs> and I don't even remember the exact day when the Lord dropped it into my heart, but I knew we were preparing meals, inviting people for Thanksgiving probably 10 or 12 years ago. I can't even remember how long it's been. Maybe 12. We've been here 10 years. Yeah. 12 or 13 years. But I just remember, you know, there's people who have to work on Thanksgiving. We should just deliver meals to them. Let them know God's thinking about them. And uh, so we give them this little card on the box that says, we're glad we had the chance to serve you. We hope this small gift of God's love brightens your day. Let us know uh, if you need anything else. Verse 18, do your best to live as everybody's friend. Be so full of goodwill, which is agape love, you have no room for ill will. Be so full of the mature love of God that you have no room for fear. Verse 19, beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And if your enemy's hungry, buy him lunch. (laughs) Win over him with kindness. For your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Isn't that good stuff, guys? That's Romans 12, 9 through 21, just a kingdom blueprint. I want us to continue to practice what it is to be spiritual family. I don't want us to be caught in theory. I'm not sharing theory with you today. I'm inviting you to be lovers of one another, loving God and loving each other as Scripture instructs us to do. Learning to walk in His love, the simplicity of real truth. Did you know nobody can prevent you from learning to live in and through and by and from God's love? Nobody has the power to keep you from learning how to love. Nobody has the power to keep you or prevent you from learning to live unafraid. I love that. And God certainly wills it. We read it here. And ask yourself, what kind of person do I want to be? What, what kind of person do I want to be known as? If they were to have my funeral tomorrow, what would I want them to say about me? What, what personality traits? And as I wrote, what is the way? Well, I think the way of Christ is love. Love God and love each other. Do you guys remember last week, Stephen, when he closed the service, Stephen Cunha, he kept talking about, I keep hearing source, source, source. We have to be sourced by God's love so we can love effectively. Look at John thirteen thirty four. Jesus said, a new command I give you. It's no, uh, that you love one another just like I love you. Who's the source now for how you love? He is. He's changing it. So it's no longer love your neighbor as you love yourself. Some of you don't love yourselves. That's your excuse to not love your neighbor. You cannot give away what you do not possess. 
So he says, I'm changing it. I'm the vine, you're the branches, okay? So I'll supply love to you. Just like I love you, man, love each other like that. For by this, everybody will know you follow me. You walk with me. You sit with me if you love each other well. How about that? Yep. By this. See, you can wash people's feet, and rightfully so. But if you don't do it in the love of God... You're on fast track to the gong show. Remember? Bong. First Corinthians 13. If you have not love, you're a noisy gong, clanging cymbal. Be like if Matt Bacon went up to the hi-hat and went think, 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 think for about an hour. It's annoying. Yeah. First Corinthians 13, 1. You can make a disciple walk with Jesus invest intentionally in somebody else but if you don't do it with the love of Christ what have you done other than annoy that person it has to be done in and through and by the love of God and i think it's interesting here there's no specific deed mentioned how do they know that you're my disciples he just says love each other he doesn't give you a specific deed to do He didn't say, well, wash their feet or feed their family every Wednesday night. Or he didn't give something specific. Why? Because it's not the deed. It has to be the heart. The deeds come out of the heart. That's where religion really confounds people because they're out here trying to do something when in fact they need to tap into the love of God and he will produce the deed. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's no specific deed mentioned here. The command is love. And let him tell you what deed it is. That's so good. I like that. See, and what we do sometimes, and I've been guilty of it too, is we'll do something and then ask him to bless it. Just do what he says. It's already blessed. Ask him first. My neighbor... Lord, I heard is in a bad way. What would you like to do? What can we do together to demonstrate love for our neighbor? Amen? He may surprise you. Bottom line in all this is, as I've said before, we don't want to just teach you or train you to hear messages. We want to train you to love and spur one another to love and good deeds. American church is like, you know, the, the soccer. We got the World Cup going on. But could you imagine if the guys playing World Cup never once practiced, never once played a game? All they did was sit in the classroom and get taught about the game of soccer? That's the Western church. We hear and 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 we hope at some point we get unafraid enough to do something. But where we're starting is perfect love is removing all fear. Love is within our heart. We have a personal, experiential, firsthand knowledge of Christ himself. And now we're going to do what he asks us to do. And it's going to come out as love. Baking a pie, making a disciple, washing somebody's feet, caring for somebody's children because they have to work that night. They got called into work. They have no babysitter. So we watch the children. It all comes out of love. The world system is built on fear propagates fear do not spend how much should i say don't spend much time consuming fear fair enough 
If love is of God, fear is of the world. And I already mentioned that Satan likes to take trials and afflictions that happen in the natural world because man has free will and we live in a fallen world. He'll take those things to try to prove to you God doesn't love you. God's not really with you. Here, look at this circumstance. We don't determine God's love by natural reasoning or the five senses or circumstances. Or God forbid what some other free will human being did to us. God proved his love for you, Romans 5, 8, that when you were still yet sinners, he died for you. That's, he's already passed the test, guys. Amen. He died for you. Matter of fact, the world's so rife with fear, he sent perfect love in human form to die for you and then place that same love within your heart. The love of God shed abroad, Romans 5, 5, shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. He put unafraid love on the inside of us and he did it to remove fear the cross is where he started because we weren't sure if he wanted to just kill us all but he came and said hey if you've seen me i'm going to show you the father i and the father are one john chapter 10 verse 30 and christ walks up to golgotha and dies for every single one of us that's so good When you're full of the love of God, you're free to be given. Your life is no longer your own and you're free to serve. You're free to outdo one another in showing honor. You're just not afraid that you're not going to get yours. That's a lie that you have to work and toil and spend your whole life as an American trying to get yours. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness, just right standing with Him and everything else will be added to you. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I lack for nothing. So when you're full of love, there's nothing to prove, nothing to earn, and nothing to gain. It's already yours. You've just got arms full. You remember the Dennis the Menace cartoon? And when uh, it showed the, the picture of Dennis and his friend, they went to Miss Wilson's house. And they go in the door empty-handed. They come out, they got armloads of cookies. And then the next frame says, Dennis's friend said, Dennis, what do you suppose we did to deserve all these cookies? And Dennis said, well, I don't think we got them because we're so good. I think we got them because she's so good. Talking about Mrs. Wilson. That's how all of us got saved. That's how all of us got forgiven. And that's how all of us have armloads of cookies that we are unafraid to distribute. Yeah, there is nothing to earn, nothing to gain. I can't get more cookies in my arms than God the Father gave me. And if He's the supply. Yeah, that's actually my next scripture. Wow, Holy Ghost, you're amazing. Look at this. Look at the next scripture, Luke six twenty seven. This is what people who aren't afraid do. I say to you, Jesus said, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. They hate you, give them a cookie. Don't let other people determine your attitude. Be like your father. He sends rain on the, on the just as well as the unjust. He's not picking houses to send rain on. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you or insults you on the one cheek, offer the other also. Don't, don't repay insult for insult. And from whoever takes away your cloak, well, don't withhold your tunic either. Give that to them. Why? You're not afraid. You're not hoarding possessions. Amen. You have a promise. Seek ye first the kingdom of God 
and, and His righteousness, everything else will be added to you. Give to all who ask of you. And whoever takes away your goods, well, don't even ask for them back. <laughs> and just as you want men to do to you, well, do unto them. But if you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners would do that. Verse 33, if you only do good to people who do good to you, what credit is that to you? See, he's, he's paralleling if you're sourced by God the Father to love others or if you're sourced by others to love others. And you are not carnal. You are not natural. Your love comes from the Spirit and it's without end. Amen. Your goodwill and your desire to do good to other people's co- people comes from the Father. It doesn't come from how they're behaving. If you lend money to those from whom you hope to get money back, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners. Love your enemies. Do good. Lend money, hoping for nothing in return. This is madness. It's only madness because we've been conditioned by a carnal world to live in fear. And, and take care of our stuff. This is my stuff. I'm trying to see what time it is. Uh, I believe in the principle of tithing. It's in Scripture. I have no problem with tithing. Tithing means 10%. But as a new covenant, Christ indwelt God-inhabited believer, if you think you own 90% and he owns 10, you're in the wrong covenant. He owns all of it. He owns your wallet and your purse and the money bag you, you put your money in and the mattress you stuffed all that cash in. He owns all that stuff. (laughs) Amen, somebody? If you want to have fun giving, ask him. What would you like to do today with your money? Amen? Because otherwise, you'll just get locked into, well, I call it bucket chunking. I just threw 10% in. Yeah, it's 10%. It's a great 10%. It's his money. Ask him. He may say, give 12% in the box. And then he may say, and give $20 to Ben. Just to let him know you appreciate him. Right, Ben? (laughs) He's like, yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> look at this do do good lend money hope that they don't give your money back and your reward will be great you'll be sons of the most high he's kind to unthankful and evil people therefore be merciful as your father is merciful i'm telling you that's big time stuff look at matthew 5 38 you've heard this is jesus again you've heard it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth you know get them back guys get them back be afraid. Protect yourself. Protect your ground. Defend your fortress. That is not what he says. You've heard eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But I say, don't resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, well, turn the other. Offer that one. If anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, take, let them have your cloak. Whoever compels, demands you to go one mile, go with them too. Give to him who asks of you, and whoever wants to borrow from you, don't turn away. You've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. You cannot do these things if you're afraid. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. You look just like the Father 
when you do what? When you love. When you overcome evil with good. When you forgive. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil as well as the good, rain on the just and the unjust. Scott, you guys can go ahead and come, Stephen. For if you only love those who love you, what reward is that? We've read that. If you only greet your brothers only, what, what is that? Therefore you shall what? Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Same word, perfect love casts out fear. Be mature. Love in maturity looks like the Father. Love in maturity isn't looking to everybody else to perform so you can be a good person. This is an overcoming life. This is a benevolent, agape love kind of life. I will and I desire and I do good for those around me, even if it costs me something. Will you stand with me? I, you got to love Jesus, right? Yes. I mean, he's awesome. communities of faith and let me say this you know what if you're here today and you need help put pride away and fear of what other people think because when you're in a community of faith we can do these things one for another maybe you're here and you're like man I'm just struggling I had a hospital bill that came due I'm a couple of hundred dollars short Ask. Don't hide. Fair enough? Makes sense? I mean, that's what a community and spiritual family really does. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you'd say, Brother Steve, this is the life I was made for. When I see what Christ says in His Word, I see the person I want to be. And it starts with Christ inside of me, perfect love, driving out the spirit of fear that this world has tried to put on me. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up and say, Brother Steve, I want to begin that journey today. Would you pray for me? Amen. Amen. Anybody else want to begin this journey? Thank you, brother. I want free from fear and worry and anxiety. I'm going to ask you to do something bold. I want you to lift both your hands. If that's you, raise them both, and we're going to break the spirit of fear right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in His stead and on His behalf and by His resource, not the resource of any man, but the resource of Christ Himself, in His name, we break the spirit of fear and worry and anxiety. For it's written, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power and love and soundness of mind. And Father, I thank You for just a fine-tuning of their heart to Your voice so they can do what you ask them to do and that they can do it, Lord, unafraid. But with full confidence that I'm loved and I'm kept by God. Lord, I thank you that even chemically for some of those that may battle anxiety, Lord, chemically in their body, we ask for healing right now. Let there be healing. Holy Ghost, just align their body with the Word of God right now in Jesus' name. Let there be complete and total healing. And lastly, Lord, in all of its place,
We don't want to sweep the house and not replace it. Lord, let the fullness of the Holy Spirit come right now. Let them be a body wholly filled with the perfect love of the Father that's squeezing out all fear, squeezing out all anxiety in Jesus' name. Let them be devoted to the Father's love. Let them sit in it. Let them uh, receive it. Let them be uh, aware of it. Let them acknowledge it on a daily basis. How much they're loved by you. Let them be a body wholly filled with the love of God. Goodwill, 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 benevolence, kindness, agape love. Empowered to choose your choices. Lord, empowered to do your will. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said, Amen. Let's bless the Lord this morning.